Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bilotto. And it's been a week since we've been here. What's been going on? Well, you know, we have been so busy at Shell Magazine just working on launching a new uh, advocacy program. So I want to start talking about that. But we also have just launched our latest issue of Shell Oil and Gas Business Magazine. And we have a very special guest in studio with us today to talk about the issue. That's right. We have our editor of the magazine, Lauren Guerra, joining us. Lauren, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Hold on, Lauren. Let me, let me get you a microphone here. There you go, Lauren. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Lauren, now that we have our latest issue out, tell us a little bit about what is in this issue. So, this issue is the May-June issue of Shale. I'm very excited because this is our international business issue. We're going to be talking about international business topics. And on our cover, we have uh, Brandon Seal, who is with Howard Energy Partners. Uh, This is a company that is headquartered in San Antonio, Texas. They have some new projects they're working on down uh, near the border and across the border with our neighbors in Mexico. So there's a great article uh, written about those projects that they have started there. And it's it's really good. I can't wait for y'all to read this issue. Well, Lauren, what's on the business side in this issue? Uh, well, Alvin, I don't want to give it all away because I want you to be able to enjoy the issue, but we have a really great article in the business section by Carlos Uresti, state senator uh, Carlos Uresti, on the LNG market. It's a really great article. I'm also really excited about uh, an article that Commissioner Porter submitted to us. Uh, this article is talking about a new executive director that has been brought on at the Texas Railroad Commission. Her name is Kimberly Corley. So you'll have an opportunity to get to know about her. Super. Now, Lauren, when does the new issue hit the shelves? Well, Alvin, the new issue has already started to make its way out. And so you should keep an eye out in the next seven to 10 days. You could probably find it in your area. Now, if folks can't find a hard copy of Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine because they go quickly. They do. When will they be able to read the digital version? Oh, uh, well, I would definitely invite them to check out our Facebook page because you'll get updates there. But keep an eye on our website. We're always updating it with the new issue. I expect that the new issue will be up on the website this coming week. Lauren Guerra, editor of Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, Kim, we've got some other really exciting news to talk about this week. That's right, Alvin. You know, I, I just, before we jump into what we've been working on feverishly around Shell Magazine, I just want to say that, you know, this issue, the the international issue is probably one of the best we've had. It, it has got, um, you know, articles from PISA, from uh, Alex Epstein. We had him on the show, remember? The moral case Leslie. for fossil fuels, yes. Yes, um, it is going to be a great issue. I really encourage everyone to go to shellmag.com and spend some time there looking at the latest issue of Shell Magazine. Let's talk about Teak. This is big news. It is. Okay, so TEAK stands for Texas Energy Advocates Coalition, better known as TEAK. And that's T-E-A-C. 
correct. Gently, you know, your editor has corrected me a couple of times on that, my spelling and stuff. <laughs> yes. The acronym is T-E-A-C. What, what is the coalition? You know, Alvin, we wanted to create an environment where like-minded individuals that support energy can come in and network and learn more about energy, its topics, its relevance, and most importantly, its importance in Texas. And so this coalition has been created so we can come together in a forum and learn more. So we'll have things like uh, mixers and breakfast and luncheons. Our state of energy will be wrapped around this coalition, as well as we're very excited that when session uh, begins in January, you know, we plan on being there. We plan on uh, participating in Energy Day, and we plan on supporting the organizations that are out there that are the energy organizations in helping get their message across uh, at the Capitol. So it's a really fun group. Uh, we see it as being probably one of the best groups around for the fact that there isn't a group out there who's wrangling up all of the people that are just uh, regular business folks. Uh, if you're a salesperson, if you're a cleaning, if you have a janitorial service, everybody that has an interest, whether it's growing your business or uh, wanting to get more involved. So in, individuals that are sales reps and um, nurses and doctors and uh, students and uh, companies, staffing agencies, you name it, this is their place. To sales come. professionals, you know, the, the sales professional that that's wanting to stay in tune, keep, keep you know, their, their finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry. This is a perfect, perfect place to be able to do that. And, you know, it's so important because, Alvin, last year alone, we received over $15 billion in tax revenue from the oil and gas. And that was with the depressed market being what it is. So think about that. There are operators that just because the price of oil is low right now, they're not going anywhere. They're still here. They've laid off worldwide, but there's still tons and tons of people working in the oil and gas, and they still have to operate. This is an opportunity to grow your business it is still a very vibrant and viable industry. And getting involved in it is where you begin the process of networking. Now, along with Teak, I think, comes the Shell Mobile Network. What is, what is that? Well, you know, as part of being a member of Teak, there are many great things you get along with coming in and being a part of this coalition. And one of them is we have a Shell Mobile app that's a directory. The Shell Mobile Network will be shared with energy associations to encourage procurement and economic development and so in this directory we'll, we'll list all of our individuals so picture it like a business card you go to a seminar or an expo and you give out your business cards and hope that uh, somebody's going to contact you and you're going to develop some business out of the, attending that event well teak is almost the same thing it's just we're statewide. And so we're putting everybody in the directory to encourage this economic development between each other and the energy industry and the business industry. So how do you, where do you find the, the Shale Mobile Network app? It's real simple, Alvin. All you have to do is go to shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com, shellmag. And there is a landing page that says Teak, T-E-A-C. Click on it, and there's all the information on the benefits, why you want to join, and you can sign up right there uh, online. And then that'll direct you how to get to the Shell Mobile Network app. 
Yes, that also is on our homepage as well. Well, and the email to contact is info at shalemag.com. That's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com, if you'd like to be put into the Shale mobile app. Last cover party, Kim. Huge success. Huge, huge, huge success. Victoria didn't want us to say anything, but they've got it going on down there. You're not kidding. You could tell the advertisers were like, don't tell anybody how busy we are. We don't want the word to get out. <laughs> they are swamped down there with they, work. They really are. Uh, they, they've done a great job, and they're going to continue doing a great job for years to come. Hey, Kim, I want to take a left turn for a second, and let's talk about an article that's up at Forbes.com. You know, it, it seems like California is always leading the way on new environmental laws. and uh, That's a used to be. <laughs> used to be exactly now Pennsylvania's done a great job and it's because of fracking and because of, of shale natural gas production let's talk about that article well something that I believe is not commonly known except in the energy circles is there is an abundance of natural gas coming out of the shell plays as you stated but there's also it also burns a lot cleaner than any other form of energy that we're utilizing. And um, because there's such an abundance, Pennsylvania has been taking advantage. And at the same time, while they've been increasing their usage of natural gas, they've also been lowering their CO2 emissions by 30%. Therefore, they're actually leading even California with um, the amount of reduction that they are uh, doing because they're utilizing more of natural gas. Well, you know, there's there's basically, the way I see it, there's three green energies. There's wind, there's solar, and there's natural gas. Correct. And natural gas is abundant, and it's cheap, and it's clean. And Pennsylvania's used it to, to lower their CO2 emissions by 30%. You know, you're seeing this happening all over the United States, though. The really smart companies are taking all their fleets and converting them or purchasing now the natural gas fleets as opposed to regular fuel because it is cheap, there is an abundance, and it burns cleaner. You know, and, and being a, a fleet specialist, I get two or three calls a week, people asking about, uh, you know, LNG vehicles. And, you know, I've told people for years that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great product and it's clean burning. And with LNG, you're not going to lose any of the performance of your vehicle. The problem has been thus far is the infrastructure and where can they fill those tanks up? And you know what? That's It's getting easier and easier to find LNG filling stations. I read a recent article that was discussing that there are close to now 100 filling stations throughout the state of Texas. So you can actually now drive from major city to major city in Texas and find a Find pumping. fuel. Mm-hmm. For these vehicles. And, and the, view, the beauty of a, a natural gas vehicle is if you can't find natural gas, you can put gasoline in it and it'll burn gasoline as well. So you can almost, with the right size fuel tank, you can almost double the amount of fuel that you can carry on that vehicle. And Kim, kind of while we're on the subject of vehicles, I, I am a, a fleet specialist for the Caleg Auto Group. And I got a call earlier last week and we have two amazing Lexus dealerships. Uh, Lexus of San Antonio and North Park Lexus Dominion. The Dominion store is an amazing facility. It's absolutely gorgeous. And you know what? They have too many Lexus stacked up, and they would really like to move some some really nice vehicles. So if you know anybody looking for a Lexus, give me a call, and we will take great care of you. So 
give me a call. Here's my cell number. I very rarely give my cell number out, but here it is. Write it down or punch it in your phone, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830, punch it in your phone, 830-480-3656. Give me a call. We'll, we'll put you in a Lexus, let you drive it. And now we're going to switch gears just a little bit and bring in our correspondent from the Permian Basin area, the Executive Director of West Texas Energy Consortium, Catherine Stokes. Catherine, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thanks, Kim. How are y'all doing today? Enjoying the beautiful weather. You know, we've had so much rain, and uh, it looks like it's just been beautiful for the past couple of days, so we've really been enjoying the weather. Uh, It's gotten a little bit cooler and uh, just busy, busy, busy. How are y'all doing out there in Permian Basin? We're doing great. We're doing great. The wind died down enough to enjoy Mother's Day, enjoy being outside, um, you know, hanging out and looking at all the wildflowers, and now we're just back at it. The wind's picked up a little bit. I don't know about down in y'all's area, but um, we're expecting good weather, and it's been nice and warm these last couple of days. Perfect. Well, it sounds like we're enjoying the same thing. Well, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about, you know, we, we really love having you on the show because you talk to us about all the things that are happening in the Permian uh, Basin area. You know, Texas being such a large state, it's really hard to uh, get a handle on all the great things that are happening. But, you know, we do have our show that airs in Houston, San Antonio, Midland area, Dallas, Fort Worth. And so we want to make sure that um, everybody that's in your area uh, understands what you guys are working on. So you guys have uh, an event coming up in June. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Right. The Permian Road Safety Coalition, which is basically a group that uh, was started and is being led by you know, quite quite a few of our um, operators in our lo- larger uh, EMP companies, you know, Contra Resources, Pine Orange Natural Resources, Berger, um, Occidental, Anadarko, Conoco, Shell, Chevron, uh, you know, all those guys. And I'm sure I'm leaving, there's so many um, that are taking part in this, and they're doing their June forum. And uh, each forum that they've, that they've chosen to do, they try to focus on one aspect of transportation and driving. Um, for our, you know, our operators, our service and energy companies, and our transportation group. This uh, this forum that's going to take place Thursday, June 9th at the Midland Horseshoe Arena there from 9 to 1130, they're actually going to focus, their agenda is going to focus on um, driver fatigue. And they'll actually have an expert there who works with oil and gas safety and health, and she's part of a program at the CDC Um, and takes part in the National Institute for Occupational Safety Health. She's going to provide a lot of information, a lot of that presentation on fatigue and industry-specific information. And the forum had also had been working on, since the spring, a uh, motor vehicle safety survey that we had sent out to well over 300 participants. And participants meaning companies. And so they could have, if, if it's a company of 20 people, they could have all 20 people within that company take that survey. And we're going to have um, our specialist from Apache Corporation that's going to follow up and share the insight and some of that information from the survey. And we hope to have that posted for our viewers and for anybody interested on the website after the forum. And one of the things that they found out during the forum and feedback that they had received are there are quite a few small, you know, mom and pop transporters, uh, companies that might have, you know, the owner who also drives a rig, and might have an office person or two to take care of things. But they're not large businesses that have entire 
um, health and safety uh, departments or HR and recruiting departments and um, individuals that take care of their safety programs. So a lot of the feedback that we were getting from those groups was we would like to be able to have some um, safety presentations or presentations from the forum that we could take back and use as, as company owners for our small businesses so that they're still in compliance with you know, state and federal transportation laws and, and driver laws. So uh, we're going to be able to hand out some flash drives that will have the forum presentation on it and different safety meeting presentations that those companies will be able to go back and do with their drivers and with their contractors. Uh, so we're, we're reaching out to, you know, anybody and everybody in uh, the Permian Basin region, particularly those that are oil and gas operators, service and energy companies, or transporters uh, of any kind. And if they will go ahead and register, and they can go find their registration page on the consortium's website at wtxec.org, or they can email us at info at permianroadsafety.org. We would love to have those folks there. You know, out in that area, it's it's rural. There are a lot of uh, vehicles, especially trucks, out on the road. And I just cannot uh, stress how important road safety is. And so I think, um, you know, this is an important topic Definitely an important topic, and um, I think that the more education you're bringing, uh, the better off we'll all be. The other area of interest that I wanted to talk about is an event that you guys have coming up in August, uh, your summit. Let's talk a little bit about that. We actually have the um, E3 Summit, which is our uh, Powering the Economy. We will be hosting that in Abilene at their Civic Center August 10th through 11th. And the first day, which is the 10th, is going to be focused on our K-12 educators. We're going to provide them with um, demonstrations, professional development sessions, and um, get them in touch with a lot of employers in the region. Our second day is going to um, focus on our business and industry individuals, our economic development leaders, workforce, and uh, a lot of our post-secondary administrators. Um, We have some really great keynote speakers. The first day we'll have Jason Latimer, who's done quite a few TED Talks. And if you just put Jason Latimer, if you go to YouTube and type in Jason Latimer, you can pull up a lot of videos that he's done. And he's been very inspirational to a lot of different science programs. And the second day, we've been lucky enough to secure uh, Marshall Goldsmith. And he's written quite a few books on leadership and, you know, empowering young leaders and looking at, um, especially for those small business owners or entrepreneurs that are have a great idea, they have a great passion for, for what they want to create or the service that they want to provide, um, you know, teaching them some great leadership skills, and we've been lucky enough to secure him. And he's offered up to the first 200 registrants his latest book that he's published. And, again, registration and information about that, uh, those two days' events are it can be found at wtxec.org on our website under our calendar of events, and that's open to anyone and everyone that has anything to do with education, business, industry, economic development, um, city leaders, so on and so forth. Sounds interesting. And lastly, you know, you guys, you all do so many amazing things out there in the community for, uh, in the way of scholarships, and you guys are getting ready to dole out some more money um, for this year as well. So tell me a little bit about you all scholarship program and how does it work and how do uh, individuals get involved um, if they know somebody that might um, be a great candidate for looking at scholarship? 
Right, Kim. Um, uh, the consortium and our local workforce board partners, whether that's in the Permian Basin, Concho Valley, or West Central Texas area, we, we're really excited to be able to offer again this year just a variety of scholarship opportunities to both high school students wanting to take two, dual credit courses and college students that are looking for um, some help with scholarship money. Um, for our high school students that are currently enrolled in, in dual credit courses, we have a whole list of, of programs of study that we would um, be able to cover as, as part of that scholarship offering. Um, we're, we're kind of, we're focusing on those business management, anything that has to do with automotive technology, computer system networking, digital media, um, diesel technology. Uh, we have a lot of healthcare. We're looking at like our EMT and paramedics, our RN nursing, any kind of engineering, any of our trades folks or occupational safety, office management, um, web design, a lot of those, uh, anything in the energy industry, whether it's wind, solar, or um, oil and gas, we like to be able to offer those up. For our dual credit students, the, the eligibility guidelines are real easy. They just have to be at least 14 years old, a U.S. citizen or a non-citizen authorized to work in the U.S. Any of our, our high school students that are age 18 or older that are male, you know, have to be registered for selective services. And um, for our post-secondary training and our, our college students looking for some help with scholarships, um, we, we try to give priority to those students who are in their final semesters of study that just need that um, little little extra help because what we were finding is right when the downturn was happening, we had a lot of students that were going to school that they were paying for things and everything was going great, but here either mom or dad was laid off or if they were an adult going to college, um, hours have been cut back or they've been laid off and they're real close to like a semester or two semesters um, shy of being finished and so we want to give priority to those students that are real close, but we'll, cons we'll consider all comers. And those funds can be used for cost of tuition, fees, books, any learning materials that are associated with those courses, or equipment that's required um, for participation in those courses. And eligibility uh, determination and supporting documentation is required. I know, you know, quite a few scholarships, especially for college courses, you know, they have you write an essay, and then you have to do a big, long ad admissions. We've tried to make our um, uh, application as simple as possible with as, as few hurdles to have to jump across as possible. So any of our high school students interested in dual credit scholarship funding or any of our college students that participate in Odessa College, Midland College, Western Texas College, Howard College, TSTC, Cisco, or Ranger, if they'll visit our website at wtxec.org forward slash scholarships, it'll take them to our scholarship page and there's a you know simple apply now button. And it's, it's electronic and it's online, and we have about $200,000 to be able to give away towards scholarships this year. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So you're all, you all have about $200,000 in scholarship funds to give out, and you also have streamlined the process to where it's not terribly daunting for a student uh, to go on there and fill out the information. So you've made it easy as well as giving out a whole lot of money. What an amazing thing you guys are doing. Um, and I'm sure, you know, with, with college fund, uh, college tuition and, and books, and it's so expensive, um, this really could help somebody. Um, so thank you so very much for um, all that you're doing out there. And we look forward to getting you back on the radio show to talk a little bit more about what's happening in your area here in the next upcoming weeks. 
So, Catherine, thank you for joining us today, and thank you for the update, and hopefully your weather will stay wonderful out there in the, in the Permian Basin area. Thank you, Kim. Y'all have a good week. Thank you. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. We'll be right back. Oil Field Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil field equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil field parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oil Field Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil Field Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business, and there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto. Kim, special guest on the show today, Bud Holzman. He's a consulting geologist with Thunder Exploration, and he is an expert on the oil situation in Iraq. Take it away. Well, you know, Alvin, I'm really glad to have Bud on the show today just because, you know, there's so much uncertainty with what's going on currently in oil markets and how does... Uh, other countries in the Middle East affect what's happening here in the United States. And so uh, some questions that I have, I'm sure Bud will be able to shed light on how does Iran, Iraq, and the Middle East affect us, and for how much longer will a lot of uh, the lower prices go on. So Bud, I'd like to welcome you to End the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thank you for being our guest today. Well, thank you for having me. So, Bud, before we get started, um, I wanted to just give uh, you an opportunity to tell me a little bit about, you have done so many things in the past, Um, and so let's start with, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in San Diego, in California, right near the ocean, in fact, uh, near La Jolla, 
and uh, moved to Texas uh, when my family moved here uh, just before I went to college. And uh, I partied too much the first two years in college, <laughs> and that was during the Vietnam War, and so I was uh, about ready to get drafted. So instead, I went to flight school because it was exciting. I could get a flight suit, and I thought I could find girls with my flight suit. Yeah. You know how you know how young people are. Right. Well, I loved it so much. I went to Vietnam as a helicopter pilot. And I spent the next 41 years in the active duty reserve and National Guard, mainly flying helicopters, uh, gunships, medevac, etc. And, and enjoyed it, except, of course, when they were shooting at you. Right. Well, thank you and, for your service, because, you well, know, thank you. I enjoyed it. They finally let me retire in 2008, uh, when I was 62. Uh, the unfortunate thing was I also had a, um, a secondary MOS, they call it. I was a counterintelligence agent, and I was an Arab specialist also. Very and interesting. So when they called, when after 9-11, or actually before 9-11, I was called up to active duty to um, basically uh, look at the Middle East and look at the Middle East in terms of an older person looking at it. Uh one thing I do like about that part of the world, the people and the young people and old people, they respect age. And so the Army brought a couple of us old guys in and uh, trained us to uh, work that part of the world. But it was mainly counterintelligence. I was working with CIA and others. Very interesting. Uh, and so I uh, was, I said, called back to active duty. I was president of, of the GMAP Corporation out of Dallas mm -hmm. at the time. And my wife, of course, did not like me being called up. It was quite a, a lifestyle change for us. We moved to San Antonio, out to Fair Oaks Ranch, about a few acres. They have horses and family. And I basically said goodbye to them for a long time because I had to go over to Iraq uh, in 2004. And when I was in Iraq, uh, unfortunately, I was sent out to Abu Ghraib prison to help clean that mess up that we had out there. I, you know, the scandal. Mm -hmm. And after that, they found out I was a geologist. My title changed the next day to the chief analyst for the Iraq oil and gas uh, for the whole country. They didn't have anybody over there. Our, our country didn't have anybody over there to evaluate what Iraq had. And that's that was extremely important just is for the Iraqi people, too, to see what they have, to see, get it on the market. So they get income and rebuild their infrastructure, which is totally shot. Right. Very interesting. And so I was living near west of Baghdad, and the first field I went to was East Baghdad Field. And lo and behold, I started looking at the reserves. I had all the captured data. I had all the seismic, everything, for the whole country. And I had it all translated for me. And I was so shocked to see the amount of oil. It, it was East Baghdad Field I was working on. There was 1,100 barrels coming out of a few wells. Well, I did the reserves on that field, and it was about 14 billion barrels sitting under my feet. Wow. Approved reserves. That's billion. Billion, Everything yeah. I say in this whole talk is not going to be millions. It's going to be in the billions unless it's natural gas, and then it's in the trillions. But here was a field 80 kilometers long, 15 wide, 10 pays, and the infrastructure was so shot that it couldn't produce. And so we started working with the Iraqis there. And I went out, and I found 81 more fields in Iraq. There was only, 
and, and I want to have all your audience understand Iraq is about the size of Texas. Yeah. Well, 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 hold on. Let me back up just a little bit here, because in this time that they were uh, giving you this title and you were out there working for the United States government and the Army, but working counterintelligence, there was also a lot of unrest that was going on there. I think, did you have um, some uh, participation in some ways, and can you speak about it with the um, uh, occurrence of Saddam Hussein? Oh, yeah. I was uh, over... um in fact, I had to write the arrest warrant for Saddam Hussein and go over and hand him over to the Iraqis when he was captured. Again, I had to do all those kind of things also besides my other job. And, uh, no, I had to go out and I was running uh, the um, counterintelligence teams in Iraq also. So it was a pretty full day. I can imagine. Did, did, do you think that Saddam Hussein understood the amount of resources, uh, oil that he, his country he was possessing? Did he know it? Yes. What he had? No, they, they, they were giving out a number for years of 115 billion barrels, and I asked the Iraq engineers about that, and they really didn't know where that number came from. But that's what the world had them as having in their reserves, proved reserves. And that number, when I started going out and looking at all the fields, there was 82 fields. Can you imagine, you know, the state of Texas held Bear County Southern Bear County, I think, has 82 fields. I'm just joking, but you, you know what I mean. And there was only now your all of your listeners should listen to this. There was only 3,500 wells, a little bit less than 3,500 wells drilled in the entire country in their entire history. Wow. Well, hang on a second, but we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to pick up all the different fields that are actually located in Iraq. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Good news, Texas. Barrow Solutions has arrived on the oil and gas scene with the ability to increase production with zero capital cost to the producer and zero cost to the environment. With the right conditions, Barrow will help your stagnant oil well produce again, with some wells ramping back up to 50% of their original production output. As EOR expert Randy Crow says, this is huge and this is very, very real. For more information, call 316-858-0946. Again, that's 316-858-0946. Or email Randy Crow directly at randy at rstarconsult.com. That's randy at rstarconsult.com. At Turning Point Strategies, we can not only help you turn the corner, we will give you insight on how to prevent yourself from hitting another plateau. We have helped a lot of different companies at many different levels succeed. Call us today at 210-227-5678. Again, that number is 210-227-5678. And visit our website, turningpointstrategies.com. Again, that's turningpointstrategies.com. Are you at your turning point? Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto. We're visiting today with Bud Holzman. He's a consulting geologist for Thunder Exploration. But, But, Bud, you've had some pretty interesting times over the last 15 or 20 years in Iraq, and we're just really kind of starting to get into that, aren't we, Kim? We are, Alvin. So, but before the break, we were talking about how one of the oil fills had 
uh, a total of estimated a billion barrels underneath just 14 billion. 14, 14 billion 14 billion and then you were able to locate another 81 oil fields and what were the estimates of how much oil was there i mean obviously vastly underestimated the reserves that iraq um, has uh, and had at the time but how much would you say as a total did they have uh, with all the stuff that you were locating I did all the reserves on all 82 fields, and my reserve estimates conservatively was 230 to 250 billion barrels. Holy that's smoke. A, a that is conservative. Uh, and let me tell you one thing about this. The 80 wells or 82 fields, I mean, that was out drilled, there was about 110 structures. They had a 70% success rate on drilling those fields over the years since 1927. But I had all the seismic and I looked at it and there was, there are 400 more structures to be drilled in Iraq. Only 120 out of the 520 or 30 structures that are in Iraq have been drilled so far. And if you figure that with a 70% success rate, just think of what the future holds for that country if they can get their political act together. Right. So let's put this in context. Tell us, uh, tell me a little bit about, so everyone knows that Saudi Arabia has tons of oil um, as well. So where do they rank with what Iraq has? Um uh, Saudi Arabia has has a tremendous amount of oil. Of course, Guar Field and some of the bigger fields in the world are there. And then they also have they drilled their first unconventional horizontal well. I hear sh- shortly in one of the basins, just to test it for fun. It was definitely just for fun because their source rocks over there are so rich that one day the unconventional in the Middle East will probably match their conventional resources. So, so after they finish with conventional, they're, they'll still be able to go on to unconventional, which is, you know, the hydraulic. Tremendous. Now, exactly. Like, uh, again, some of your listeners understand what a TOC is, total organic uh, the content of the rock. Uh-huh. Uh, the Eagle Ford, they, they measure that to, when you're doing your horizontal wells to see the richness of the rock. Let's put it that way for your listeners. And... In the United States, like the Eagle Ford, you can be about a TOC of four. Well, in the Middle East, your Silurian and some of your Jurassic source rocks have a TOC of 16. So in comparison, we our rocks are evaluated at a four, and their rocks are evaluated at 16. That is correct. So it's four times the richness. And so one day, and it covers, those source rocks cover huge areas of that world. So one day, the unconventional will be able to uh, not probably replace the conventional totally, but it'll probably come pretty damn close. So how are their fields, I mean, how much oil is Iraq sitting on versus how much oil is Saudi Arabia? Which one is is bigger? Well, uh, Saudi Arabia is technically, according to the uh, official figures, I believe Saudi Arabia has probably about 270, 280 billion barrels left in reserves. Uh, Iraq, I say 230, 250. The official number is 150 billion. That's the official government that's given out. So, and Iran is also up there. So you're going to have to figure Iran also. 
What about, tell, put it in context for us to understand, so how much does like U.S. shell plates, how much does the Permian Basin uh, have of what you can determine versus so we can understand what Iraq has? And- okay, let, let's uh, go to the whole United States. The whole United States has, on an optimistic note, between 35 and 40 billion barrels of oil approved oil reserves. 35 to 40 billion barrels. With that, we're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656, and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. I look forward to seeing you down the road. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto, visiting today with Bud Holzman. He's a consulting geologist and an expert on the oil situation in, in the country of Iraq. And, you know, Bud, we've spent some time talking about oil reserves being 230 to 250 billion barrels of reserves, of proven reserves in Iraq, compared to the states where it's 35 to 40 billion barrels. And, and Kim, I, I think let's dig into that a little bit deeper so that we've got a better understanding of the, of the oil reserves and, and then how that, those reserves could affect the long-term price and the long-term oil industry on the, on the world stage. And I'd also like to get into gas, talk about natural gas. Um, I think you're right, Alvin. Uh, but talk to me a little bit about is Iraq – in an area, where are they at right now? And do you see with all of the oil reserves that they currently have, um, do they have the potential of stepping into being a world leader in this area? Um, you know, where do you see them in five to 10 years from now? If they get their political and security problems solved, which I don't think they will, uh, they have the ability. They're, they're producing around 3 million barrels a day, and most of that's coming from your southern Basra region, your southern regions, and then a little bit is coming from the Kurdish region through the Turkey lines when it's not being blown up. But if they got their act together, they could probably in the next seven, eight years go up to about 6 million barrels a day, which is a pretty good output. It's probably double what they're doing now, but their infrastructure today and their security system, um, they will be hard-pressed to go any higher than their 3 million barrels a day that they're producing now. Just And their political situation, their, their ministries and stuff, they're, they, they have a lot of problems in them. And also, their main problem uh, is uh, not just ISIS on the west side, which has taken some of the fields, not the big fields, but some of them, it's the Kurds. The Kurds are going to the Kurdistan region is going to be its own country one of these days. 
they're going to break off, and uh, I see Iraq, and I wrote a paper on this. I see Iraq uh, breaking up into three different states in the future: your Sunni Western, Northwestern, Kurdistan, and then the Shia uh, South Central and South, Southern part of Iraq. They're going to be three different states. They may still be called Iraq, but they're going to be all semi-autonomous regions. Wouldn't that leave them vulnerable to invasion from other countries, being three smaller? states versus one big unified state? Yeah, they would. However, I don't think that'll happen because the world needs that oil in that part of the world. And I, they may have turmoil inside and overthrow each other, but I don't think there's going to be any invasions from any outside source. It's just uh, not that type of a uh, scenario, I don't think. What I feel is that with Iraq not having the ability to pull things together on their end, it gives, I think, great opportunity for a lot of uh, oil and gas companies and companies who um, want to engage them with this exploration and, and being able to pull out new reserves to help their country. Do you see that happening as well? Well, I... I represented uh, two major independent oil companies in 2009-2010 in Iraq, in Kurdistan. I represented them. They were going to buy a block. There's a, they have their own production sharing uh, contracts in Kurdistan. Iraq doesn't have them. But Kurdistan was smart enough to do that so that they could get the in, large independents besides the majors in there to invest in their country. And a lot of smaller independents did. They're all being bought out by majors now. But I had two real, fairly decent-sized companies went over there, but the political situation and, and uh, at the time, and there was a lot of corruption, uh, they decided not to invest in this block, even though the block has turned out to be a fairly <laughs> decent reserves. Another company came in from Turkey, Janelle. I don't know if you know Tony Hayward. He's, he's invested. He's the uh, BP. He used to be the head of BP. Uh, he's come in and invested heavily in the northern part of Iraq. And uh, there's a lot of majors over there, too, Shell, Chevron, uh, and others. Uh, but a lot of them are having a hard time now just due to the price and getting the oil out. It's not finding it. That A first-year geologist could find oil in, in Iraq. It's getting it out of the ground into a pipeline and into a ship or on a, you know, somewhere. That's the problem. It's not finding it. I mean, I could go out to the first anticline in Kurdistan and say drill. And you're going to you're going to you're going to hit oil or gas. Well, let's switch gears just a little bit and let's talk about um the natural gas situation because you know there's a lot of countries that have a lot of natural gas. Uh, United States shale plays have a lot of gas within them. Uh, Russia also. Uh, let's talk about what are the numbers of, that Russia has that they're sitting on with natural gas and a couple of other countries that have large amounts of natural gas. Because we do believe that this will be moving in the direction of uh, natural gas will be, you know, definitely a resource that uh, a lot of countries are taking advantage of. Well, Russia has uh, some of the, well, the richest natural gas in the world. Uh, their um, Kara Peninsula and the eastern Siberian region, uh, they have about, as I told before, 1,600 1, trillion cubic feet. Uh, we in the U.S. Um, have about 350 trillion. To, to do an example, I mean, that's still a lot of natural gas. 
mind you. And, you know, there are plans to ship it out liquefied uh, out to different countries. Um, but natural gas is a power of the future, uh, especially in the U.S. with all the coal plants shutting. The natural gas is going to have to supply the energy for a lot of those plants. And I see natural gas in the United States, um, I bet it doubles in price by the end of this year, just due to demand. What does that What does that mean for the industry? I mean, it's we're still bringing a, a fairly inexpensive, clean-burning source of energy to other parts of the world. So elaborate on that for about 30 seconds. And unconventionals, that's good for unconventionals, in that you go into like the Eagle Ford, into the gas, prone unconventional region where you have a higher uh, volumes of the natural gas rather than the uh, liquid crude, you're going to have more people drilling in those sections uh, of the unconventionals and uh, than you are in the oil-prone areas. And so it's going to help the business, I believe, by the end of the year, the uh, drilling business, all your different um, companies that deal with the drilling and the infrastructure – I think they are going to, I think they've seen their low, and they're going to start to improve slowly, and I think it's going to be due to the natural gas. So that, that's our light at the end of the tunnel in, in an industry that's been hurting a little bit for the last couple of years. We do need to take a quick break, Kim and, and Mr. Holzman. We'll be right back with more In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. Specializing in hard-to-find oil-filled parts for your fleet maintenance needs, oil-filled experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil-filled experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants, and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto. And our guest today is consulting geologist for Thunder Exploration, Bud Holzman, also an expert on the Iraqi oil situation. And with, with a good source of energy, you, you, can, you can create 
access to clean water, access to sewage treatment, access to to health care, access to you know more comfortable living conditions for people, and and access for machinery to help to produce crops to feed your people. Energy incubators is, is a, yeah. for babies. You know what the main thing is is believe it or not in the world you're you're heading that way is electricity. I one of my main positions was trying to develop the natural gas fields in Iraq to supply uh, gas turbines that were being brought in. When I was first got there, they had about the general populace had three to four hours of electricity a day. That's it. Wow. And yeah. there, are, and you in the summer there. I was out near Fallujah one time. It was 130 degrees. Oh my goodness! So if you have only three hours of electricity, they had a lot of diesel motors going, etc. So if the world can develop its energy source to supply the electricity to all these undeveloped countries, then you will have jobs created. You will, and it's not, you know, it's nice to say, well, if they all have solar power. We need to live in today's world and really understand that maybe 200 years from now, that's how it'll be. But right now, we need the fossil fuels, not just for uh, running cars. We need it for electricity. And people understand that there are a jillion products that are made from hydrocarbons. That's right. Makeup, petroleum, bottle, baby bottles, you name it. Exactly. There's plastics. I mean, the world Cell phones. needs it. Exactly. The world needs fossil fuels now, whether or not some of these uh, high-minded people think that it's a dirty fuel, etc. They need to get step foot out of their little cocoon that they live in and see that what the rest of the world needs and do it in a responsible, clean manner and help develop these countries uh, like Iraq to help supply. They, of course, don't need all their oil and gas like we do. They can export it, and they can generate the revenue they need for their own people to, to create jobs. Excellent point. I mean, you can't just say, okay, everybody stop until we find a cleaner alternative form of fuels and energy. We, we have to live today and progress today. We do, and the rest of the world needs to also. And so what we're here for, and I hope that my contributions in Iraq on developing these uh, uh maps and field studies and everything else gave them a starting point so that they can go ahead and and help their own people um, get out of the situation that they're in today. You know, I mean, it's just, you, we need to start places um, and help because we do have the technical expertise in this country. Well, I we think, really do. I think, you know, in closing, but I think the most important thing that you've hit on is the fact that we in the United States have the ability to help other countries if we're willing. For the world and the economics are a circle. Here in the U.S., we have expertise which will go around the world and develop things, and then they will produce products that we will use because of our expertise in getting them the energy. China is a good example of that. The energy that is going into China, how many products you have now sitting in your house that has made in China? Well, it's due to energy going in there, working that, and then it's a big circle. And it comes back into the U.S., and the U.S. sends expertise. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's that kind of world, and that's the kind of world you want in which other countries help each other instead of hinder their, their development. Exactly. Well... Uh, but it was great speaking with you today and having you on uh, our show. We look forward to having you back. Um, just 
Uh, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on the show. Well, I sure want to thank you for having me. And again, it's just um, as a geologist, when I went to Iraq, it was so eye-opening for me because I'm a South Texas, Louisiana geologist, and I never have sat on a well that tested 50,000 barrels a day. Yeah, that's some you big know, numbers. It, your eye goes, you know, way wide when you see this kind of reserve. But at the same time, you have to get that out, transport it, refine it, put it into products, and that's where the United States can really help the, the world. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you, bud. We'd love to have you back again. Oh, anytime. Wow, Kim, what, what an eye-opening guest we had today. The amount of oil that lay in reserves around the world is just really mind-boggling. And, you know, you hear people talk about, we're going to use up all of our natural re- I don't know that we ever will. I don't think so, not with those amounts. And I think the other really amazing thing is that how these countries have so much and yet so little. They have so little because they just cannot seem to get their political act together. Exactly. And, you know, the, the, the light at the end of that tunnel and, and the, the good thing is these are developing countries. And with vast amounts of energy resources, it's going to be so much easier for those countries to develop, in turn, making the oil and gas industry, you know, with an emphasis on gas right now, really, really sustainable over the next 20, 50, 100 years. True. If they would just look at what Saudi Arabia, might, it's just as simple as look at Saudi Arabia and let that be the country that should inspire you to start trying to do things differently. And, you know, there are other countries that despite while they might not be in turmoil, look at what Mexico did. Mexico did some amazing reforms to change their infrastructure. They changed their constitution to better their country and their people in their country. So there are some countries moving in the right direction and get it. And I just hope that with these other countries like Iraq, that they would, you know, see that this is in their best interest for their people and for their country to stop the fighting and figure out a solution. Get your stuff together, countries. <laughs> well, Kim, with that, why don't we do some trivia? Great guest today, and, and I think Bud Holzman should be the topic of today's trivia question. I agree, Alvin. And so here's today's question. Bud Holzman, our guest today, is a consulting geologist for what company? Please email the correct answer to radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G, Com. The first correct email is the winner of a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant. But Kim, I think that's about going to put a wrap on this week's In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. Great show today. Great guest. I agree, Alvin. Another great show in the books. And as we close out, we want to remind you, please look for us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash In the Oil Patch Radio Show. And Kim, we'll talk again next week. Adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.